Welcome to Radio KBPV, Tales of Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village, a podcast about the history of southwestern Alberta, presented by Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village of Pincher Creek, a museum complex that documents the stories of Western Canada's agricultural settlement through the preservation of local buildings and artifacts among a six-acre park. Pincher Creek is a town of 3,700 souls in a vast rural trading area of some 3,000 rural dwellers. A vibrant region of rolling prairie, foothills, the Rocky Mountains, the Pecani First Nation, Waterton Lakes National Park, the Crow's Nest Pass, and the Upper River Watershed of the South Saskatchewan River Basin. Join us in this podcast where we present walking tours of our buildings and hear the stories of the farmers, townsmen, cowboys, mounties, pioneer women, politicians, chroniclers, miners, railroaders, and so many other significant histories of this particular corner of Canada. Hello and welcome back to Radio KBPV, the podcast of the Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village and the Pincher Creek and District Historical Society in Pincher Creek, Alberta. This is another in the series of our Talking Tombstone series for 2022. Yes, you heard that right. We're a little late in getting these posted, uh, but we're here now and that's the most important thing. Tour took place. Tour it took place in August of 2022 and uh, was led, uh, curated, and mostly written up reader for the Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village and read by a number of guest readers uh, assisting Farley as well. Uh, this took care a place at, uh, as we said, the Pioneer Cemetery in Pincher Creek, uh, which is the town's oldest. Uh, no longer in uh, popular usage, uh, but we have done uh, podcasts at Fairview Cemetery as well and at several other cemeteries across southwestern Alberta, ranging from Fort McLeod to Waterton to a number of uh, country cemeteries out in the various areas. And we've been doing this uh, program for about 10 years. So before I turn it back to Farley, I'd just like to inform you of the upcoming Talking Tombstones, which is in August, Saturday, August the 26th. So lots of time to plan. It will actually be taking place at Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village itself, uh, which you may not know, uh, has a few cemetery tombstones, but in actuality, the theme that we're going to be doing at the village is a tour of the village as you've never had it before uh, from the point of view of pioneers who have moved on from Pincher Creek, or shall we say their remains moved on. They no longer rest in southwest Alberta or the Pincher Creek area as uh, as they passed on they are they have been buried or are elsewhere around the world so we're going to take a look at their careers their importance to pincher creek and where they moved on to so it'll be a little bit different uh, part of a tour it'll be taking place on familiar ground and this year will include a supper um, the reason I'm telling you about this so early here, we're in March of 2023 as I'm writing these intros, almost April actually. Um, we 
would like to naturally invite you to come out to this. Uh, the tickets will be available uh, through Eventbrite or at the uh, at the gate or at the door at the Pioneer Place in uh, Kootenay Brown Village. And this is also our invitation uh, if you would like to be a volunteer reader. The, despite the content, it actually is a lot of fun, and we do find that uh, the more people we have doing readings, uh, it just comes across as a better evening and uh, is a lot more interactive and such. So, uh, without with that and without further ado, I will turn it back over to Farley and our Talking Tombstones uh, 2022 from Pioneer Cemetery in Pincher Creek. On today's episode, we're featuring a vital Pincher Creek pioneer and uh, the founder and namer of many of the streets of north side of Pincher Creek, Albert Morden. Uh, born 1845, died 1907. Rancher and uh, just all-around settler. And this will be read by myself, Ranger Gord Tolton. Okay, you know what? You just remain. We know where Albert is. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, he's in the big headstone there. So. Okay. If you would just hold that for me. Certainly. And while I'm digging out my paper, this has always been a personal thing. I first learned of Albert Morden when I was researching the Rocky Mountain Rangers and uh, was a neophyte to Pincher Creek. Uh, and as I've learned of our new property that Rose and I have uh, purchased here in town, I really believe our new property is probably part of his old ranch. It is. Thank you. <laughs> Gee, I'm smart. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, uh, hi. When Wilbert Albert Milton Morton, born in 1844, married Sir Sarah Mulholland, born in 1840, Craig Vale, Ontario, just six miles from Barrie. Here, their three children, Thomas Wentworth, Frederick, and Adelaide, were born. And if those sound like streets you know, stay tuned. Albert managed a flour and lumber mill owned by Sarah Mahan's father, Thomas Sr. When the mill burnt to the ground in 1879, it was not rebuilt. So being out of a job, the Mordens and the Mulhollands chose a new lot in life and a trek of 3,000 miles out to the Rocky Mountains in 1880, their destination being Morleyville, now Morley, near Banff Canmore District. There were 10 people in this uh, traveling outfit. Joining the Mordens were Thomas Mulholland Jr and Dr. Brunskill of Troy with his wife and two infant children, Fanny and Percy. Well, as they got west and they got into Manitoba, Montana, during the trip, a couple of families persuaded the Mordens to join them down in the Judith Basin of Montana, which they did. But after finding a location, they found out a little bit about open range law and the family was run out by a rancher who claimed he'd leased the property from the government. We didn't like Montana anymore, and a party of disgusted Canadians packed up their belongings. Recrossing the Missouri to Fort Benton, and we landed in an epidemic of measles. And I think all of us children were our victims. Finally, the Mortons got back on the McLeod Whoop-Up Trail and followed it to the current site of Lethbridge, where they were ferried by Nicholas Sharon, a star of our 2019 Tombstone Tour. Upon reaching Fort McLeod, the mounted police levied a 35% import duty. However, father was a staunch conservative and had a personal letter of introduction from Sir John A. Macdonald. 
we all walk around with those, don't we? Pretty impressive. So the Mountie had to make the best of it. So uh, always walk around with those letters from Justin Trudeau, just in case you get taxed. <laughs> the more, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I tell you what, I just did a lot with a letter from Justin. Anyway, the Mordens <laughs> proceeded on to Morleyville. The Rockies were plainly visible all the way and were, of course, a very wonderful and interesting sight. And they crossed the elbow at what is now the Glenmore Trail in Calgary, probably near Sam Livingston's place. When we reached Morley, an early frost had blackened all the potatoes due to the high altitude. The soil didn't seem very well, and the bunch grass wasn't not good. So Father decided uh, to go back south, and he learned of a ranch which was for sale at Pincher Creek. And the blackened potato vines turned the scales against uh, settling in Morleyville. So leaving Uncle Welly and Dr. Brunskill back uh, at Morley, we went south on the last 180 miles of our summer's jaunt from Barrie. We eventually landed at Pincher Creek on October 2nd, 1880. We camped just above the Mounted Police Barracks, by the way, your note said it below, <laughs> but which was built on a bank quite close to the creek so that the water could be obtained conveniently in case of an attack by unfriendlies. This is the fire hall, by the way. Mm -hmm. Across the creek was a cabin of hewed fir logs covered with sods and earth. Beyond the cabin was a stable made of cottonwood, a hen house, and about three acres of cleared bottomland. This was the first dwelling house of Pincher Creek and belonged to the NWMP stock herder Bedrock Jim Scott. No relation, BJ. Who I believe to also be the whiskey trader Bedrock Jim Scott of Bedrock Jim of the uh, Spitzy Cavalry Whoop Up era. So it's good not to be related to him. <laughs> He's a renegade. Yeah. Uh, the day of their arrival, Albert Morden and Jim Scott shook hands, and the little ranch also changed hands. Jim Scott moved out of his house that evening, that evening of our arrival. Finally, the Mordens were home. We just bought a cabin on the same street. It yeah. didn't take, didn't tell you. It wasn't done overnight there. Uh, during the early autumn of 1897, Sarah and her daughter Adelaide were out riding with a horse and rig. The animal was started and upset the buggy, violently throwing the two ladies onto the ground. Both were rendered unconscious for several hours and only recovered after careful medical attention. In the spring of 1881, Father handed out enough money to John Rush to buy 225 head of cattle in Idaho which were trailed through the Crow's Nest Pass with the aid of some Nez Perce cowboys from the Walla Walla Valley. Father chose M as his brand. Gradually, the town of Pincher Creek was growing up. In the 1890s, Father bought a fine two-story red brick house just across the creek from the little log cabin. Incorporated into the structure was a second floor balcony which commanded a bird's eye view of the pioneer Pincher Creek landscape as I learn on every tour with children as I accompany this guy. This stately home still stands on the, on the Adelaide Street. The cattle business held on for about 20 years after our arrival in the West, but 1900 saw the curtain began to lower and the old wide open prairie changing into a vast checkerboard of rectangular wire fence patches of cultivated land. Sorry, that's big words. A notable prediction of this change was a product production on our ranch of wheat, barley, and oats. Jazz Susan said carried off first prizes and a medal and a diploma for grain grown on fallow ground without irrigation at the Chicago World's Columbian Exposition in 1892 and 1893. This certificate is in the archives of the Kootenai Brown Pioneer Village.
he's probably got in his pocket right now. Albert Morton was becoming known as the first grain king of the West. With 1900 also too became the call for a second contingent of Canadians for the South African War. And my brother Frederick Morton enlisted. Holding an outpost with two other Pincher Creek volunteers, he and Robert Kerr were killed and Thomas Miles was wounded at Hunting Spruit, which is Honey Creek in English. Located 50 miles south of Pretoria, South Africa, shortly after the British forces had just captured the city. Due to this tragedy, the Memorial Hospital, the first in such a local health care facility, was established near the estate of one Dan Crawford. The Pincher Creek community offered funding for a tombstone for Fred Morden, which sat at the current United Church for several years and is now on display inside in the military exhibition at Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village. And I guess we'll probably visit that next year. Mm -hmm. The misfortune of losing Fred, together with the lessening range, resulted in the sale of the Morden cattle herd and Albert focused on wheat raising. But on the seventh anniversary of Fred's death, June 21st, 1907, Albert Morden walked home. Instead of using the Ford on what is now Hewittson Avenue, which I guess he didn't want to fight the traffic, he had a plank boardwalk across the, on the, across the footbridge that connected his ranch with the, uh, the red brick Morden house on the north side. But the creek was in high water period and somehow Albert fell from the plank and was swept away in the raging torrent. His body was later discovered by the veterinarian Barney Bolster. The public turned out in large numbers for Albert Morden's funeral and a large cortege sne uh, snaked down Pincher Creek's muddy main street to the service of the Methodist Church. And we have pictures of that co funeral cortege. Yeah. I believe I've got them on the website now. Uh, Sarah Mulholland Morden uh, passed away on October 6, 1915 after serious operations undertaken at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. Adelaide, also known as Addie, married Dr. Samuel Hewitson. There's those street names again. She passed away on October 29, 1910. Dr. Hewitson became Lieutenant, Lieutenant Colonel, pardon me, of the 8th Canadian Field Ambulance and went to France in 1916, where he died the following year. That leaves us Thomas Morden, who has left us these memoirs, uh, who is responsible for these facts. He moved to the United States for several years, but returned to Canada serving the 9th, Cana 9th Field Canadian Engineers during the Great War. Upon his return, Thomas settled in West Vancouver and he passed away in 1941, the last of the wagon trek Mordens that had come out from Barrie to build this community. Except for Thomas, most members of this family have headstones or memorial stones, or Fred, I mean, mm. uh, in place here at Pincher Creek's Pioneer Cemetery. This includes Albert and Sarah and Adelaide and their granddaughter, Mary Hewitson. Thank you, Gord. Yes. Yeah. He said he's a renegade. He, he herded for the Mounties and then he moved out there and he also herded for the Pecani on there. He took care of the government herd. There's still Scots on the Pecani Reserve now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not that I'm aware of. No, no, not. Bedrock Jim was an interesting character. <laughs> 
Thank you for listening to Tales of Kootenai Brown Pioneer Village. This episode was researched and written by historians Farley Wood and Gord Tolton. This podcast is recorded and engineered by Gord Tolton. Episodes can be found at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or any other podcatcher. Visit our website at www.kootenaybrown.ca. Kootenay is spelled K-O-O-T-E-N-A-I. Also, visit and join our pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more information on our museum or even better, visit us at 1037 Beverly McLaughlin Drive in beautiful Pincher Creek, Alberta.